You're listening to the Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network. Friends Talking Nerdy. It's hump day. How's it going, everybody? This is Tim Jasma welcoming you to another episode of Hump Day. Joining me is the greatest legal mind in the Pacific Northwest. It is Professor Aubrey. According to some people, of course, we always have to say. The smart people, right? And we have. And PNW Hunts and Homicides. Yay! We're back. Yay! 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm Cassie. And I'm Caitlin. And I don't know why I said my name that way. That's kind <laughs> of very vampire-y. <laughs> yeah. I think you're trying to sound spooky. So spooky. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to have this collaboration between our two podcasts. And um, it's like there's so much love between our two podcasts. We thought yeah. what a perfect yeah. thing to do a Valentine's episode together. Yeah. Um, we love doing playlist episodes here because music can mean so much to so many people, you know, music uh, can be the soundtrack to your life. And because of that, you can have some interesting stories. So with the holiday coming up, I thought, Let's get our friends at PNW Haunts and Homicides over here so we can all talk about our favorite Valentine's themed music. And then at the end, we'll have a nice little playlist uh, that we will uh, have for you, the listeners at home, which you can find in the show description. And how is that playlist being provided? Um, we, well, as we discussed on uh, the previous episode of Friends Talking Nerdy, we have uh, switched to Apple Music, so um, the playlist oh. will be on Apple Music. Right, cool. so we Very did nice. make the big switch from okay. Spotify, and um, so the playlist will be on Apple Music, and those of you who don't have Apple Music, we apologize. <laughs> Get with the program. Come on. Well, better sound quality, no. <laughs> uh yeah, I did listen to um this last episode and I was thinking, huh, I it's not something I would have picked up on. I was definitely in the other camp. I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> About the Rogan thing? <laughs> uh no. Uh well, I've heard about the Rogan thing. I, I think, you know, you'd have to be living uh, under a rock at this point, but <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that there was really any sort of a difference between the two platforms and I was like, "Oh gosh." I didn't either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They um the, the, there are some that will have uh, like better audio um like Apple Music Tidal uh for instance has lossless audio. Um Spotify is just more there for the content. So, yeah. and not that everybody listens to music differently. So there are some people that Spotify, like myself, is mm -hmm. perfectly fine. But um, like I mentioned on the episode with the professor, she needs to hear like every little minute thing that was happening in the studio on the audio thing. So that's the good thing about Apple Music. I love it. Professor yeah. is discerning. <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm a fine collector of vinyl. So that's what I judge everything by. <laughs> But my speakers are totally broken. And so it kind of sounds shitty because I need to figure out how to fix my speakers. Oh, no. Um, so anyway, yeah. 
Well, let's. Nope. Oh, you were going to say something. One of you. Me? No. Oh, I was just giggling. Okay. Good for the good. <laughs> All right, let's do this then. Let's dive into our list. Um, As we normally do with a playlist episode, we're going to go around in a circle here. We're going to give our choice, explain why. If anybody has anything they want to say, we can do that and then move on to the next person. So are we ready? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you will be with it. By the Don't time be afraid. Don't yes. Be afraid. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so I will start things off here with a track that was released in 1996, the you know height of the mid-90s. When you listen to it, it sounds like the 90s. If you are young and want to feel like what it was like in the spring or summer in the 90s, you just put this on your headphones and listen to it. It's from a band called Semisonic. It's a song called FNT. Now, are you familiar with Semisonic? Yes. Yeah. Only through the closing time song. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. I was trying to think of like the, the song I That's knew them the song, from, but yeah. Right? Yeah. This mm-hmm. song here, FNT, came on the album previous for that. Um, I actually had a chance to see them in concert in uh, Grand Rapids Ooh. in 96. And, um, you know, it was a really cool experience. I, I dug the album, but this song here, why I chose it for the Valentine's, like for me, I, I love the positive feel of it. It reminded me of like being in a new relationship and like everything the person does is absolutely perfect. They're a fascinating new thing as the <laughs> title of the song implies. And I just love that positive energy in that song, um, you know, and it's unfortunate that the band un- did, did not last, you know, Closing Time was really their one big hit, but the lead singer oh. of the band has done okay for himself because he has gone on to become a professional songwriter and has worked with Adele oh. on some of her biggest songs. Well, so. ever heard of her? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so they're not working at a Burger King in Duluth. <laughs> So can you tell us what FNT stands for? I already said it. Fascinating new thing. Fascinating new thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Um, I don't know that song, so I look forward to hearing it on the playlist. All right. It'll be on there. So what is your next choice? So my choice, first choice is um, an Otis Redding song, Try oh. Little Tenderness. I don't know if you're familiar with the song at all it sounds familiar mm. it's a really good one and otis redding um only gave us music for not very long six years something like that, if that yeah. yeah he died very very young and um, every single one of his tracks and every recording is precious and this one, particularly for Valentine's Day, um, always reminds me of the movie Pretty in Pink. Have you seen? Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Such a great, lovely rom-com. <laughs> and this is um, this song features heavily in that uh, movie. So it always makes me think of Pretty in Pink and how romancy that is. Aww. That's perfect for Valentine's Day. I'll have to go watch that. It is a good, it's been a while. It's a good one to watch on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the John Hughes films I have not seen. 
<laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've seen the breakfast. Why not? Times, who hasn't? But why not? Doesn't have enough explosions. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh darn! <laughs> I mean, for me, it is the chick flickiest of chick flicks because it spoke so much to me as a teenage girl in the yeah. late '80s. Like it was just my life represented in film but john crier though you <laughs> i love him so much and so i'm like i still Come love on. Him this movie and i love this song because he was dancing to it in the movie oh oh love it <laughs> okay cassie my turn Your okay turn. oh i'm so excited um the first one i think is like kind of a classic like romance and love song it's by boys to men and it is called i'll make love to you (laughs) classic i'll make love to you like you want me to it's like put on the silk sheets like spread out the rose petals get those b&b candles to go with your r&b classic Bath and Body Works candles, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. That is such a great song. I really, really love that one. Um, it's almost as tear jerking as Into the Road. Yeah. Uh, but not quite because it's not about death. It's about love instead. But it's still that like really sappy boy band. Oh, yeah. Early 90s. It's really great. <laughs> Put on the passion. Oh, geez. All right, Caitlin, I think it's your turn. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with an unpopular opinion. That is one of my least favorite songs. (laughs) What? (laughs) Cassie, this is where you and I part ways. (laughs) Oh, no. The classic R&B for you, Caitlin. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a big R&B person. Honestly, I just, I can't, you know, it's funny. Chris was actually teasing me about this. Not, not a slow jams girl. I don't know. Um, let's see. I'm just going to go in order. Um, so I have stolen by dashboard confessional. Um, it's also featured in a show that is one of my absolute favorites. It's in an episode of Scrubs and they play the crescendo and he's looking at the girl that he loves as she's, you know, getting engaged to someone else. Oh, and it just, all of the feels, I picture that whole sequence of the show every time I hear it. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it. I love that song too. Well, it's mine. <laughs> It's mine. I know it's yours. That's why I didn't take it. Yeah. yeah no fighting here. No fighting. I know. <laughs> They're is, like, geez. <laughs> it is fun how seeing a, having a song in a movie sort of changes your perception of the song and or the yeah. movie, depending on which you saw first. Like same with mm-hmm. the TV show, right? Yeah. So like that song will always be like a memory of Scrubs for you. I don't know if you knew the song beforehand. Did you? I did. Yeah. So that's okay. kind of interesting that the song actually predates the show for me, but Scrubs is kind of like just an anchor memory like that goes along <laughs> with it now. Cool. Yeah. 
All right, looks All like right. it is my turn next. And uh, since we have a great fan of R&B here, this next <laughs> song seems so appropriate. Um, it is a, another classic as well. Um, and, you know, when you think of Valentine's, you can think of the fun stuff like the first song I mentioned, or you can think of the really fun stuff like this one from Marvin Gaye, Sexual Healing. It's, oh, yeah. Like, it's cliche at this point that, you know, when everybody says you want to have a good time, play this music, but it works. My goodness. <laughs> you know, his music oh, is yeah. just so great for setting the mood. And I, I, I love the song, too, because... It's one of those songs that, you know, only he could pull off. If I tried singing it, you'd be laughing. (laughs) But it really transcends. That was what the video was like, too. Like, it was, like, super cringe in reality. Like, it was like, no, I don't want to see these people dancing. I don't want to see this old man. But, like. I have to look this up. Yes, the song is like so, such like a, a directly sexual groove. Yeah, and mm-hmm. if anybody else had done it, it would be crass and like inappropriate. But because Martin Gay yeah. in his later years, he could he totally pulls it off, and you should totally look it up and watch the video because it's a hoot. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. To paraphrase, it's a wonderful life. Every time, every time a Marvin Gaye song plays, someone's getting laid. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not? Yeah. Right? yeah. All right, Professor. Lot. What is your next one? Well, let me tell you, my next one is um, a. I'm kind of going in era, so I'm going to go back in time a little bit and talk about something from the. Beatles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Such a great song and featured in the new documentary that's on Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Get Back, back, which we, um, our last episode of Hump Day was at, was us actually going to see the rooftop concert at the IMAX theater. And yes. so this Beatles album, Let It Be, is like, I'm way into it these days. And so I couldn't have a Valentine's playlist without. At least one Beatles song. Yeah. At least one Beatles <laughs> song. And it had to be from Let It Be. And I think it had to be <laughs> something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Something's off of Abbey Road. <laughs> oh, I mean. But I was going to say that. <laughs> in, get back. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they did play it in that. In the documentary. They were doing Abbey Road and like they came up with a bunch of the songs at the same time. I know, I know, yeah. He knows. He knows all about it. Call you out like that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite songs. I actually was going back and forth between that one and another one I picked, and I was like, oh, I just love that song so much. Yeah, and hearing at the in the documentary where he's like, um, Something in the way you something affects me like a pomegranate or something <laughs> about what the lyrics yeah. could have been and their sort of psychedelic state of mind. And yeah. Well, the fun part about that song though, too, is that um Joe Cherison wrote that for his wife, Patty. And mm. she also at, at at a later point in time. Patty ended up divorcing George Harrison and marrying Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton wrote a couple songs for her as well, Layla and yeah. Wonderful Tonight. So some of it's the greatest gross. love songs in the world have been written for that woman. 
what wow. is she doing? I know. <laughs> Who knows? She was super cute. So she's in help or, or no, um, she's uh, at the beginning of a hard day's night on the train. You see two young girls talking. She's the blonde one. Oh, and George okay. met her on the set of a uh, hard day's night. And then they dated and got married. Oh, I'm going to pull up the video, pause it and just stare at her. <laughs> like, hoping like- to glean. Something like so cute, but not like classically beautiful. Interesting. Yeah. She's kind of got like a little gap between her front teeth and like a little bit of a round face. Like she's not, Mm. I'm not saying she's not gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Charming. But maybe she's a little bit more approachable that way. Mm. Brighter, Mm. like more Mysterio or something. Yeah. Anyway, great song. Cassie, what do you think? Next one. Next one. Okay. Um, I'm going to do one that's actually kind of not, it's not like your typical lovey-dovey song. It's kind of more like a tragic love. Mm -hmm. And it is Coffin by Jesse Ray. I think it's Reyes um, and Eminem. Oh, yes. Did I say her name right, Caitlin? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I've heard it a couple of times. So I was like, oh, I don't know how to pronounce things. Um, and I didn't look it up. So, but it is like super tragic. It's kind of one of those like, um, like <laughs> you're fighting all the time, but you still have so much passion for each other. It's one of those songs. Have you, has anybody else heard it? But me? is this the song where she's going? Um, <laughs> Like, I can't. There's one that he sings with the woman that's basically about him beating her up. Is that this song? Oh, I know. It's not that one. I know which one you're thinking of. He references that song in this song, though. (laughs) Yeah. In his little, his rap part. He said, what is that song called, Caitlin? I know you know Um, It's the one with Rihanna. um, Love the way you lie. Love the way you lie. Yeah, he says something in his his rapping part about we're acting out love the way you lie. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And then in her part, go to therapy, brother. I know. right? These these people definitely need some couples therapy. She's (laughs) talking about, you know, they're basically talking about killing themselves and they're going to need a coffin handmade for two. (laughs) tragically romantic wow that's like Romeo and Juliet level yeah yeah kind of that's what it reminds me of (laughs) starting to sound more and more like an angry country woman song (laughs) you know I'm dark okay I know (laughs) you know you're dark but you look like an angel with your lovely mermaid cherubic yeah Mm -hmm. i like to trick people (laughs) yeah throws people off that's how you get them in your web yes Mm. don't give away my secrets (laughs) (laughs) all right caitlin i guess that's me um let's see this one's definitely like preteen early teens version of Caitlin this is her Valentine's Day song (laughs) (laughs) I was a huge Selena fan so I started going through all of my music I've spent entirely too much time putting together this playlist um and I just (laughs) had to stop there were at one point 
several more than five songs on this and it was getting a little out of hand. Um, so dreaming. How many of Selena you. songs were there? Um, I could have easily had three or four uh-huh. just Selena songs and, <laughs> okay. you know, just, it just got out of, like I said, out of hand, but that's the beauty dreaming of, the of you is the one you'd think of, I think mm-hmm. as kind of her love song. Totally we'll love that one. Out. I haven't heard it. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, it's that, yeah. I mean, I did send her to the list just that yeah. she didn't have a chance to. I didn't have a chance to listen yeah. to that one. Yeah. I knew that there would be a couple from your guys's list that probably, if I did um, sit down and listen, I'd be like, I definitely know this song, but I didn't necessarily know them by name. They didn't immediately jump into my Ooh. mind. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd know it if you heard it, but it's a great one. I do definitely remember that one growing up and just singing the crap out of it. (laughs) Yeah. For me during that time, if they didn't have like a loud, fast guitar screaming in it, I probably wasn't listening to it. It makes sense. Yeah. And I was listening to like only indie, only people nobody had ever heard of. I listen to real music. <laughs> yeah. The more obscure, the better. Yeah. Nobody's <laughs> ever heard of it. You hear this sometimes in coffee shops, but nobody knows what it is. But I yeah. Is. <laughs> <laughs> so Portland. <laughs> so they didn't play that. Selena in the coffee shops? Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness okay tim do you have some acdc next or <laughs> uh no um it's uh number that i love now i'm sure when you saw it on the list you were probably like why is this one on here it is the monster mash from uh bobby boris pickett and the crypt keepers and the reason i added that song is for one little boy ralph wiggum Season four episode of The Simpsons, I Love Lisa, is my favorite episode of The Simpsons ever. It's set on Valentine's Day. Um, Basically, the premise of the story is that they're passing out Valentine's cards. Lisa notices that Ralph didn't get one, so she takes one, crosses the name out, signs her name, gives it to Ralph. He falls for her and then discovers that she just wants to be his friend. Um, He goes through all the anger, but then at the end, they become friends, and I think... It is an absolute beautiful story. The it's best the, the best episode of The Simpsons ever. And um, yeah, and every time you hear this song, which opens and closes that show, it reminds me of that. So the Monster Mash reminds me of Valentine's. I love <laughs> that. <laughs> That's right up my alley. <laughs> now you know why I didn't share their playlist with you. Jeez, oh, <laughs> I'm coming into this blind. I mean, I would have had to if um, if you put that on your list too, but I thought there was a pretty slim chance. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll have to add that to the watch list to that episode of yep. The Simpsons. Yes, it really right? is it's such, such a, a sweet cute Valentine's episode, and it so captures that elementary school. You know, you'd make the thing the mailbox. Yay. The week before, and you decorate <laughs> the mailbox, and then all of everybody would have to give each other the Valentine with the candy. Yeah, and like looking back, and like that shit is so fucked up. Like, why are we instilling in our children these ways of celebrating holidays that are so commercialized, right? <laughs> and have yeah. nothing to do really with what's going 
Well, especially too, elementary school and Valentine's, why are they necessarily encouraging that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe in more of a friend way. Yeah, it should be more of like a friendship thing. Like maybe you write a letter to your friend telling them why you, you know, love them or something instead of just throwing candy and a little pre-made card at them. (laughs) Yeah, something really gets at the nature, you know, trying to foster relationships rather than um, anyway. Rather yeah. than a swap of goods. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and in that episode with Ralph doing what he does, I mean, I've never related so much to a character in my life. Like him walking Lisa home and, and doing the, so do you like stuff? <laughs> oh. And oh I can gosh. confirm that you're a little like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, what's your next one, Professor? <laughs> so my next one is then um, a Bob Dylan song because, as a lifelong Bob Dylan fan, I couldn't, I couldn't. Um, there, he wrote so many great love songs, many of which have been performed by many other people and have become standards, um, including this one, To Make You Feel My Love, which is most recently done by Adele, but is Bob Dylan's song. And um, I love the sentiment. I just have felt this sentiment so many times, and I think it's real emblematic of my love life throughout my lifetime (laughs) is this idea of um, you know, I think it starts with love languages and yes. then even gets into like attachment styles and mm. how you can become more, you know, close with your partner that, you know, I never really did that work in my relationships and it results in this feeling of like, I can't make you feel how I feel about you. And you can't make me feel how you feel about me because we're missing each other. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what the song's about. Oh, yeah. And that's one I that I think if... has made it into several movies too. Yeah. Adele singing it. Yeah. I don't know if I know it. Like oh. I can't. Can you sing it? It's a heartbreaker. Are you loud? I shall not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, I'll just have to listen to the play. Songs that Adele sings other than Adele, I think. Cool. <laughs> yeah. People sing it the way Adele Bob Dylan sings it. I'm always like, why are you trying that? Sit down, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Take several seats. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, stick one of them down your throat. Okay. Um. Hey, you know what? This woman has strong feelings on this topic. Yeah, we won't go karaoke anytime soon. Okay. Um, Oh god. I feel actually I need to tell you guys because we're on video for the for the um, Friends Talking Nerdy Podcast Network listeners. We are. Um, on video with Caitlin and Cassie, which is awesome. Um, but I keep doing weird things with my shoulder. And so I'm going to like <clears throat> explain to you that I've been struck by Cupid's Sparrow. So funny. It's job done. Hmm. Um, no, I have a, like a um, very small tear in my rotator cuff. 
Oh, oh ouch. Yeah. So it like desires for me to move it around, but then yeah. it desires to hurt me. So you'll Aww. see me go like this and then I'll yeah. go. And that's, <laughs> that's what I got going on. So I've so Fool's Valentine's episode, it was a Cupid related injury. Yeah, I like that. I like reserve. perfect. Huh? You're not on the injured reserve uh, list yet. So. No. <laughs> okay, Kathy, it's your next okay. one. Okay. Um, let's see here. I think I'm gonna go to like kind of one of my elementary school jams, which is bringing it way back. And this is (laughs) way back, way back. You know, by the way, this is an intergenerational podcast collaboration. (laughs) They're like, I'm sorry, what did you say, child? (laughs) (laughs) I just dated myself. No, Um, so (laughs) this is To Become One by the Spice Girls, (laughs) which I was obsessed with the Spice Girls. They were my first concert. I'll never forget it. Although Ginger Spice was not there because they she had left already. So that was kind of upsetting. But was she your favorite? <laughs> um Baby Spice obviously was my favorite. Um <laughs> honestly they've all like they've all kind of been my favorite at certain points in my life. Um just because they're all so different and I've just like changed throughout my whole life. So I feel like at all, at one point they all were my favorite, Um, but it definitely started off as baby spice. (laughs) That's funny. I hope you, I hope that we know each other when you get to posh spice level and you'll invite me over for parties at your house and stuff. (laughs) Just let me know. Right. Yeah. Right now I'm kind of like a scary spice girl. So um but yeah this song is like I totally would like sing it in the shower um you know when I had like a crush on a boy and I totally thought that I knew what this song meant until I listened to it when I was an adult it was like oh that's not what they meant (laughs) (laughs) oh there's a lot of songs like that (laughs) Uh uh-huh yep this was one of them Oh man, I actually saw Spice World in theaters. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that's awesome! I love that movie. I, I you were like too. twenty yeah, in my twenties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I was bored. It was at the dollar theater, so it was like, what? Uh-huh. The, why the hell not? But um, you know, I, I I actually thought it was pretty funny. I mean, it basically it was a remake of A Hard Day's Night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it really was. But like, I, I loved the scene where I think it was Posh Spice driving the bus, and then they were gonna jump off a bridge, but then it was just like models and a guy holding a fake London bus, and then like jumping it over like that, and then they come back and act, they act like they did it. It's you know, so funny. I, I thought it was funny and self-deprecating in the right ways. You know, I thought yep. it was going to be cringe, but they had fun with themselves. So I liked it. Yeah. I can still watch that movie and it has meatloaf in it. So hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, gosh. Another legend. R.I.P. Mm-hmm. That icon. <laughs> um, All right. Awesome. Caitlin's turn. Okay. Caitlin. This one is kind of, this is one of my favorite songs right now. And it's 
kind of a weird one because I feel like I'm in a place where I'm a, in a very happy relationship and this seems like an odd song for <laughs> maybe a woman to, to choose in that instance for a Valentine's playlist, but uh, there's a rhyme <laughs> or reason to it, I swear. Um, it's Emmy Melly, I Am Woman. And it's a, I don't know exactly when this song came out, but it's um, relatively new, I believe. And I just think it's, it really just speaks to, um, I feel like maybe really a a woman that's kind of um, just happy with all of the different parts of herself and you know she feels comfortable and it's I mean the first verse is I am woman I am fearless I am sexy I'm divine um I just think it's yeah I mean it's really (laughs) it's just like that ultimate like yeah like it it's a super upbeat it really just makes you feel like you're you are owning whatever you are attacking you are attacking it (laughs) (laughs) um I don't know. I think it's got, she's got such a great, sexy voice too. Um, I love me some Emmy now. She's. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I don't think I've heard that one either. Yeah. And, for, and again, reminder for the folks at home, if you go into the show description, you will see a link that will bring you to the playlist so you can listen to it yourself. Yes. yes. And do it. Going to do that immediately <laughs> after this. <laughs> yeah, I right. love that. I, I don't think you always. Oh, sorry. I don't think you always need to have like a love song. I mean, sometimes yeah. people, you know, a lot of people spend Valentine's Day either alone or with friends or you know with their the Galentine. So this might be like a perfect song for that. Yeah. Ooh. Well, and honestly. If you can't feel that way, if you don't embody those feelings about yourself, it's very Mm -hmm. hard to be Mm -hmm. in a relationship that isn't crap. So if you're like being a good relationship, (laughs) yeah, she's trying to say delicately that, right? (laughs) Even though it's all about, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar, I think, you know, it can just as easily be on the masculine side. Everybody's kind of got to be in that headspace of, confident and happy to really connect with other people. Yeah, for sure. It's hard to extend that love to someone else. If you're really just full of kind of like a, maybe not hatred for yourself, but you know, a little bit of a sense of loathing of, you know, certain aspects about yourself. And um, so I think it's, yeah, just kind of a, a song of acceptance. And I like that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm going to make Chris listen to it on Valentine's Day. The <laughs> <laughs> done a listen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This is what I want. <laughs> what about you? It's you. All right. My next one here is a classic. I first heard it in the 80s when MTV and Nickelodeon started playing this TV show called The Monkees. Again and again. And uh, this one is sung by the little guy in the group, Davy Jones. It's Daydream Believer. And um, similar to the first song on my list, uh, FNT, um, you know, this just, when I think of this, it gives me, it, it evokes the feeling of Valentine's Day because it's that new puppy love type feeling, you know? Um, I mean, the lyrics in the song don't make much sense. And, you know, I've read <laughs> interviews where Davy Jones himself said he, 
didn't really uh, get it. But, um, you know, for a group that came from the 60s, I mean, they've they have a number of songs that, you know, have just spoken to people throughout the ages. And I, I think that's why people still love them today. And it is an absolute crime that they are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, can we start a petition? I don't think that would work. I don't know <laughs> how these, yeah. these things work. Yeah, there are snobs in Cleveland. Um, yeah, the, yeah, which so. seems odd because it if doesn't... you're going to live in Cleveland, how can you possibly you said look it. down on anyone? <laughs> yeah, I used to live in the Midwest. I know. <laughs> but, uh, it's like civilization already crumbled there. Right, <laughs> we're holding on on the coasts. Something like that. Something like that. Are yeah. we? <laughs> All right. I don't know. <laughs> oh, my next song. So um, this is like so great getting all these great new love songs um, to explore. The next one I have is actually, um, I believe it is the most popular love song ever written. Oh. And uh, by the original author. So this is um, I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. Oh, perfect. We yeah. love us some Dolly. We love us some Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is my fave. I grew up <laughs> the county over from where she grew up. And so I um, spent a lot of time at Dollywood and oh. uh, visited her home place kind of place and have done a bunch of stuff related to Dolly. And I, I think the cool thing about this song is that it wasn't about a love affair. It was actually about a professional collaboration that she had with Porter Wagoner, who was a radio personality that she was on his show. And that's how she got her start was on the Porter Wagoner show. And um, they were very codependent and she was very like under his power and this was a song. Of, basically, she wrote this song and sang it for him when she walked out of their relationship in order to be more independent in her art. art. And oh. so, like, such a cool song because you don't really get, I mean, you can imbue whatever is going on in your relationship into that song that is trying to find that reconciliation of you, you know, you've been an important part of my life and now we must part, but I, yeah. you know, will have this endearing love for you. Really yeah. beautiful. And did you Such know Elvis wanted to cover that song, um, but his management uh, reached out to Dolly, asked if they could cover it, but also asked if he can get 50% of the writing credits. And oh. No. <laughs> Yes, yeah, Elvis. She has been ballsy. One of the smartest businesswomen in country music, certainly, and maybe in music, um, to mm -hmm. be as successful for as long as she has been. Absolutely. A legend. That's A great. living I'm legend. I'm glad you picked the Dolly Parton version of it. Yeah. Yeah, I can't stand the Whitney Houston version. <laughs> no. Oh. I mean, I, I love grew up some with Whitney. <laughs> like Dolly albums and like I first heard this song okay. Dolly song in my living room 
Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense then. Yeah. If you're yeah. used to it one way. That's not how you do it. Yeah. And it feels like a betrayal. <laughs> yeah. About that was that it exposed an entire audience to this amazing song that never would have heard it. And I yeah. believe that I believe um Dolly has taken like the residuals from that song and uh reinvested it into uh African American communities in Tennessee. So it's oh. you know, she she's one hell of a woman, let's put it that way. She's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we've all learned, I think, a lot about our own unique set of privileges. And lately, you know, as we've been going through the pandemic and social upheaval that pre- preceded it and continues. And what was my point? About <laughs> I think it was just the fact that she's been doing. Yeah. Because of the times we're in, when you see people like Dolly stepping up and actually making an actual difference and not doing a backslapping type, you mm-hmm. come to appreciate that much more um, just because of everything. We've seen the worst in people. When you see the best in people, it makes you like them more. Yes. Yeah. For real. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Next one, Cassie. Oh, my turn. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go. We're going to take it back to the Beatles. Yay. So the song, there's so many Beatles songs that you could have chosen. Like, seriously, almost every single one of them could probably be a V Day song. But I chose two of us because I just love that song so much. It, like, it just sounds like you're like, going on a road trip with your significant other and just like singing in the car or like you put the record on, you dance around the living room. It's just so upbeat and I love it. (laughs) Plus like it's, you get to see the making of this song in the documentary, get back. Like it, that was just so special to be able to see the song. Like, oops, I just bumped my mic to see the song be like born like that. It was so great. Yeah, that documentary uh, was amazing in so many ways. I mean, like seeing how McCartney just came up in a matter of like three minutes, get back the song. Uh, I mean, that's crazy. I, like when I saw that, I mean, you you know my reaction. I was like, what the it fuck? Was, <laughs> it was fucking mesmerizing, right? And then they mm-hmm. start writing, you know, George comes in and said, oh, I wrote this last night. All through the day, my, my, you know, and it's just like the song is written already and it's, that's how it works with songwriting. Doesn't take a long time to write a song. It's just they wrote so many good ones in such quick succession. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> I love Great it so song. much. I can't think. <laughs> Caitlin, have you heard it? Oh, yeah. I think I've probably <laughs> heard almost every Beatles song ever. Um, How could you not? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, m- my dad is um, a huge Beatles fan. Um, the 26 album was mandatory uh, listening for road trips and stuff. Um, I think we've had a couple of car trips where it was like a three hour drive and you're like so we'll just listen to the 26 like twice now (laughs) (laughs) and he's like yep yep hey hey dad um it it is a six disc changer um 
<laughs> more of this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm a huge fan as well, but yeah. Man, the guy knows how to. My dad was good- like that with Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings. And you'll notice oh there gosh. are no Willie Nelson or Waylon Jennings song on my list. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I love them, but it's like, I can't, it's like, I love them. Like they're members of my family. Mm-hmm. from That's like a distance yeah like they're my cousins from way back in mississippi or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because i had to listen to it so much yeah yeah i would we rather can love you and be through. sick of you at the same time right <laughs> it's true okay right. let's caitlin's turn yeah Okay, this is another. I feel like I feel like I'm looking at this going. Oh, I feel like I have some explaining to do. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> um. So my number four is "All Your Exes" by Julia Michaels. Which I feel like just the title alone. If you haven't heard the song, um, concerning chainsaw on the album cover, right? What's that? Uh, she had a chainsaw on the album cover, and the a chainsaw had all my exes on it, right? That is correct. <laughs> sort of a, I mean, it's definitely, it's very on brand for, for, for our show. Um, <laughs> um, but the song is basically just about, um, it's like, you know, I, I, the first verse is I know where you've been, what you've done. Um, you know, all of the people that are a part of your life previously that you love, that you have these past relationships with they, you know, make up a little piece of who you are, but um, also I fucking hate them and don't tell me anything about them. And um, I just want to pretend they never existed. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, I want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. Um, if makes sense. <laughs> Fine. I- <laughs> But I feel, I feel like this one just speaks to kind of a, it's a little bit of that, like, okay, yes, of course I don't, I'm not going to murder all of your exes probably, but <laughs> but it speaks to kind of that desire where like when you really are, you know, crazy about someone and you're like, I just, I just, I wish that they didn't exist. You know, it's a little bit of like this <laughs> irrational piece of like, um, you know, new relationships where you're just like, wait, you dated before me. <laughs> we all oh, know that our partners have, and, you know, <laughs> ultimately our rational side, you know, agrees that, yes, I realize you probably, you know, had other partners before me, but what a world to live in where, you know, I'm just the only girl that you've ever, you know, <laughs> thought about, looked at. <laughs> Love is irrational. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as polyamorous person, <laughs> I don't really understand. But <laughs> well, that makes sense. Different perspective. Yeah, yeah, a very different perspective because yeah. the ex nobody needs to be your ex in a polyamorous world. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you just like want to be friends with them, that's great. Or you want to be less involved with them or you want to be more involved with them it doesn't mean you can't be involved with other people who you might also want to be involved with so exes are less of a thing i think unless they're memorable yeah. and in that case the sentiment <laughs> of the song <laughs> yeah <laughs> true i don't Absolutely. want to say there's no bad relationships because they're poly relationships but 
<laughs> yeah, of course. It's a totally are like thing. the least of my worries, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes complete sense. And that's the type of relationship where, I mean, it's definitely about all of the communication and all of the level of maturity and openness and honesty. Um, I'm not willing to. <laughs> to sh- yeah, to you got to be willing to t- tell and listen and absorb yeah. hard truths. Absolutely. Yeah. Indeed. But it's Valentine's Day. So anyway, the song <laughs> applies to memorable exes. Well, okay. All right. My last one now. All right. My last one is from an artist by the name of Pete Townsend. Um, originally, he was the lead guitar player and main songwriter for a band called The Who. Um, if you two are not familiar with him, if you've ever seen any of the CSI TV shows. Oh, the yeah. Themes, yeah, the theme songs at the start are songs from The Who. Um, but uh, this song is from one of his solo albums in the 90s. And um, when I first heard it, I fell in love with it because to me, um, I put it up there in my top five list of all time great love songs. It's called Now and Then. And um, it's a story song about an older guy falls in love with a slightly younger lady. And then at the end of the song, hearts. Is it? <laughs> Not like Woody Allen, slightly younger boy. (laughs) No, we're talking like fifty-year-old guy dating a thirty-year-old or something like that. That's because that's a slight. It worked for them, but I I thought it was a beautiful song. And thank you for making fun of me. Oh, I love the song. I love the song. I love the song. And so it's about this relationship and his feeling. almost carried away with that new relationship energy. He's enjoying it, but he also realizes too, that this is not a relationship that's going to be the ride or die kind. This is not, he didn't find the love of his life. And that's really what I like about it because it does kind of balance the good parts of a relationship and the bad really beautifully. And just great singing throughout, great music. Uh, the album itself was criminally uh, ignored, even though I can get mm-hmm. why some people may not want to listen to it with them because there's an audio play that's in this. It's an album slash audio play. Like in between the song tracks, there's like a, a play going on. And, and it's weird. It is. It is. It's weird. <laughs> but the song itself is good. I'll, I'll put it that way. So that's one. You guys might like it because you like weird stuff. Yeah. It's true. Check it out. It's called yeah. <laughs> Now and Then. Now and Then. Now and Then. <laughs> I think that's an interesting one because it's definitely more in line with a um, mature perspective about relationships, too. I would think that's kind of in line with some of the thinking that you have to be able to kind of embrace in a polyamorous um, dynamic as well, where it's like not every relationship is the same and they're not all meant to just because they end doesn't mean they weren't somehow important in your life or valuable. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Caitlin. Which I mean <laughs> monogamous can think that as well. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, because absolutely <laughs> don't actually meet somebody when they're 18 and stay with them for the rest of their lives. Right. So they also have experience with the good, the bad, 
ugly. Serious. <laughs> really fucking <laughs> ugly. <laughs> really fucking ugly. Yeah. yeah. All right, Professor, what's your last song? My last song is my one modern song, um, and it's probably 15 years old now. And that is um, The First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes. Oh. Such a cute song and such a cute video of all the different couples. So the music's just playing and they're just all the different couples on the couch. It's so cute. Different ages and like first dates and they've been married for a hundred years, whatever. And just the sweetest, sweetest song about that feeling of new love, I think. Just like, whoa. And it doesn't matter how many times it happens. And it's always a little bit different. But when it happens, it's always like, whoa. I didn't realize that I could feel this good. Mm-hmm. Them wacky brain chemicals. Those wacky brain yeah. chemicals. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Cassie? What's your last song? Okay. So my last one is pretty kind of like on the nose for like a Valentine's day song. (laughs) It's called bloody Valentine by machine gun Kelly, which I love him so much. It's not a secret. Okay. (laughs) But I chose the acoustic version of the song. Most people like on the radio, they play the normal version, but I really, really like the acoustic because it just slows it down. Um, It's a little more romantic and sentimental, you know, about his just undying love for Megan Fox. What he's known for, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Romantic and sentimental. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He wrote it about Megan Fox. Um, Actually on the video of, for the acoustic, it's super cute because he has like her initials like up in the sky. It's kind of faint. Um, It's super sweet. I think that, their love is just, it's crazy it's like uh angelina and billy bob you know mm. that type of <laughs> just yeah, crazy I, love just like a, what the fuck is going on there exactly probably a similar trajectory <laughs> yes I mean, did they say they drank each other's her. blood or something he must have a great sense of humor <laughs> i mean how magical could his dick be like he's just a dude I, yeah. you know, Billy Bob is. She's I, like, I, I need to know for science. <laughs> I, you know, I would like to know what I'm missing out on for sure. <laughs> if it would make Angelina Jolie go out with Billy Bob Thornton. I think they made a great I feel couple. like it's a valid question. <laughs> this is a very important scientific inquiry. And I feel like we are all owed answers. <laughs> Damn it now, yes. <laughs> I mean, I think it just points out, if I can, for a moment, the essential, essentially, the nature of attraction mm. and the laws of attraction and how there are many different laws of attraction. We can be mm-hmm. attracted to people for lots of different reasons. Um, and sometimes it's maladaptive. Big word. <laughs> I don't know what that word means. Sometimes it doesn't get you what you're looking for. So sometimes it is not okay. effective at getting your needs met. Yeah. 
I think they were just attracted to each other's crazy, you know, their crazies matched. And that was the, the attraction. <laughs> I mean, those chemicals are very, very powerful. Yeah. And then when they wear off, you're like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I hope that Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox stay together forever and they never break up. <laughs> Because what would it do to your worldview if they broke up? I would be so sad. Miles and Diana split. It's just oh. like that. Everyone's How dare you, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> Diana? Diana. I'm I have not. <laughs> right. We're, we're comparing Diana to Angelina Jolie. Or to machine era to um, Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Megan Fox. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Either way. Oh my gosh! No one Diana, take this please. out of context, please. <laughs> the people like us, if you must. Okay. <laughs> okay, Caitlin, do you want to save me here? <sighs> I don't know if I can. Moving um, along. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my last one is. Um, one by the Lumineers, mm. uh, the Dead Sea. This is actually one of my like all-time favorite songs, I think. Um, I just think it's really beautiful. Um, I do think it's a great screening tool as well, um, because I did at one point uh, play this song for someone that I was dating, and he did not understand um, what it meant when it was you're like the dead sea you'll never sink when you <laughs> oh i just i i could i was like mm. nope mm-mm. can't do it nope. it's like when you tell a joke and nobody laughs, and laughs. yeah those are always the most funny episodes <laughs> like, oh, really it's the audience's problem that's yeah. <laughs> Got to get a new audience. That's that is what I decided conclusively in that instance. Um, <laughs> but I think it's uh, aside from being kind of a nerdy love song about you know uh, chemistry or you know, um, I just think it's really it speaks to like the type of this could be like a friend type love really because it's just about like being that support per- like being that anchor for someone being you know the person that keeps them kind of grounded in reality and keeps them going and you know moving Aww. i just think it's really beautiful nice I that. very yeah. valentinesy mm-hmm. <laughs> because even if we have a lot of critiques of love and of Valentine's Day and modern relationships. Love is all you need, really. And Valentine's <laughs> Day is a good example or a good, you know, reminder to consider the people that you love and that support system that you do have and do nice things for them. So I guess in that way, Valentine's Day is useful if we can think of love in this expansive way of like, yeah, this agape love for humanity. Yeah. Yeah. 
Aww. not the silly English one word, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that is going to wrap up our playlist here. So thank you folks for joining us. And for the folks at home, again, uh, if you go into the show description, there's going to be a link there for you that will bring you to an Apple Music playlist that will have all these choices. uh, So you'll be able to uh, give it a listen on your own. So excited. I'm going to listen to it on Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm going to listen on Valentine's Day too. So it's the pressure. (laughs) 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 no i think it's good i mean i think it's a playlist that incorporates four very different perspectives on the same thing and i think that makes it really interesting Mm -hmm. yes and especially with the different choices too yeah because like if yeah when you have different choices different genres you you can say a lot more i i like it i'm i'm very excited so Anybody else have anything they want to say before we wrap up? Did you want to promote your show? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure all of our listeners have checked out Pacific Northwest Constant Homicides, PNW Mm -hmm. Constant Homicides. Um, It's such a mouthful. It's okay. To, <laughs> we always call it PNW. <laughs> PNW H and H. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, gotta leave, you gotta have the H's. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of our listeners have checked it out. It's a super fun show that alternates between talking about a um, true crime murder and a you know absolutely true spooky thing that might be happening mm-hmm. somewhere That's near you. True. Yes. Yes, we've had Professor on um, to talk about mm-hmm. her spookies. Um, I slept fine that night, if anyone was wondering. Um, <laughs> well, it brought up a lot of things fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The next time I saw a Ouija board, I was like, I think we actually have one here. It is in the drawer. That's what happened. Stop it. Oh, my God. Oh my God. What did we say? <laughs> I have had this Ouija board now. I've moved it at least four times. So I must have had it for about 15 years. And it's this one that I used at my apartment that cursed my life. Yes. Now it's sitting in my (laughs) office. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Things have been pretty shitty since we moved here. (laughs) I think you need to burn it. it. Yes. Um, Salt and burn that. Are you supposed to burn them though? I don't I, know. I, I feel like actually I've heard that's bad. Oh, oh gosh. Okay. That we, research as to yeah. cover disposal. Do a ritual around the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cleansing a disposal ritual. Yeah, holy water. Down to something. Else. Let's go. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Run away. <laughs> All right. Um, again, we do uh, highly recommend you all uh, at home. If you have not done so already, check out our friends each week at PNW Haunts and Homicides. They have a great show here. Um, and I think we're going to wrap it up here. We are on the down end of the hump, folks. We have the weekend waiting for us. We hope you enjoy. We will see you next week.